Hello and welcome to In The House Sports with Jay. And Jay, hello from Calgary. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to In The House Sports with Jay and Jay. Wrigley's here. He's wagging his tail. Episode 43, the Spicy P episode. <laughs> Go half to ours with Spicy P. But he has been playing a little bit better lately. In the, in the paint. Doing a little bit better. Yes, we are at episode 43, and uh, Super Bowl 55 is in the books. Tom Brady, wow, unbelievably gets it done for the seventh time. I can't believe that. They, they, I, I just still can't believe what happened in the Super Bowl. It was crazy. We'll talk about it in just a sec. Let's get started. we got a lot of stuff to discuss. Let's today. go, let's, let's go, let's go. Yes, Mr. Tom Brady. So, you want to talk about Super Bowls first? And I got some Tom Brady. News as well. Sure. So uh, Super Bowl 55 again, all said and done. And new, and I was going to say New England again. Tampa Bay. Well, New England because of Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. It seemed like it was the Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady show from the start. Tampa Bay, if you would have told me before that Tampa Bay wouldn't have scored a single touchdown, I would have been like, oh. Tampa Bay or Kansas City. Or Kansas City. I would have not believed that. And that is what happened. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life out there. He looked like a shortstop trying to get to first, get a throw off to first in some of those plays when he was, you know, getting the ball and he's like throwing when he's almost on the ground there. It was crazy. Did you did you hear how many yards he actually ran for? Ran for? I heard like what, like 600, 700? Five to 600 yards is how much he ran in that game, which he is got enormous. Back, side to side, of course. Side to side and backwards. Side to side and backwards, it was not a pretty sight for Kansas City. And it was just shocking considering how dominant Patrick Mahomes has been over his short career so far. I thought, of course, we were all thinking Kansas City. What you thought, three touchdowns. I was thinking about two touchdowns. They lost by about, what was the score? It was like They lost 31 by three plus touchdowns. Their offensive line was beat up. Apparently, apparently, it was completely beat up. I'm not sure if they were using... High school uh, players at their uh, as their offensive linemen, but Kansas City's defensive line was was just powerful and and just and and had Mahomes running backwards all day long. So uh, and uh, yeah, of course the streaker that was uh like five minutes left to go. The streaker comes on. Of course the TV doesn't they don't show they don't show it. But uh, Kevin Harlan with maybe the call of the game. And there was all these comments like, oh, the streaker should get to play for Kansas City. That was the longest run they would have had. But uh, there was just, you know, Kansas City scored their nine points on three field goals. And I was just waiting the entire game. Like, when's Kansas City going to come back? After this, the first half, it was 21-3. to three. I was like, okay, it's enough time to come back. Then even after the third quarter, when it was um, 31-6, to six, I was like, okay, there's enough time. But no, they were honestly... They had they did they had nothing in that game. I couldn't believe it. It was just it was just disappointing because I want I want Kansas City to win. But uh, what unbelievable bowl at Tampa Bay is your Super Bowl winner. You say, I remember I remember you said you had them going eight and eight. I think I remember I said watch out for the fifth seeds Cleveland and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay I didn't think they go this far, and but uh, wow yeah. what a win. So Tampa Bay the city of champions. You you spoke about this last week. You had the hockey team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You had the Tampa Bay Rays going to the World Series, losing uh, to the Dodgers, but they made it their great year. Now you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning it. Now who's next in line? Our NBA 
Tampa Bay Raptors. Yes. They're going to be staying there. And it was reported this week they'll be all staying there. there. They'll be staying there all year. And uh, they're playing a little bit better. Um, could they're they not going to win anything. I got it. Yeah, you got to bet that they're not going to win it. But um, I wouldn't have thought that the Buccaneers would have won it either. And I think one of these weeks we'll be discussing whether the Raptors uh, should implore tr- trading Kyle Lowry. We'll sure. discuss that maybe one of these weeks. Now, I just want to take a moment here. Now, I had a, I had a, a, a bet with my buddy, Mr. Baron. He's our Vancouver uh, regular listener to the show. And he and I had a bet. I had uh, Kansas City winning. He had, of course, Tampa Bay because he has a longtime Patriot and slash uh, uh, Tom Brady. I call him Cry Brady uh, fan. But the bet was the winner would pay the other person a chocolate bar. But in addition, I agreed to talk about Tom Brady on today's show and some interesting facts I, I came up. So I'm just going to read through them here quickly. But here we go. Before heading to the University of Michigan to play football, Brady was drafted uh, by the Major League uh, Major League Baseball by the Montreal Expos, drafted as a catcher. So did you know that? He was a 199th pick in the 2000 NFL draft. And apparently he was sitting in his uh, family watching the draft on TV for a long time. And eventually became so embarrassed that, that it took so long for him to be picked that he left the house. Finally, he was drafted in the sixth round out of seven. And then he proclaimed that he was grateful that he didn't have to become an insurance salesman. No, wow. he did not. Not no, he did not. Uh, before his first Super Bowl, uh, Brady was so relaxed, apparently, that he took a two-hour uh, two nap before the game and what? woke up a half hour before the game. You are kidding. Half hour Why before did, the that game. reminds me of Rory McIlroy going like arriving right before the Ryder Cup when he got the times one wrong. What did his alarm clock not go? I, I, I well, where's Tom Brady? Oh, he's asleep for his first Super Bowl. It's uh, amazing. Apparently, Tom Brady goes to bed pretty much every night at nine p.m. and he's at the in the weight room the next morning at six a.m. and he does this apparently year round. So uh, that is some, I like that. That is some crazy dedication. I thought you would like that one, Jacob. And you're going to like this one, too. Apparently, he's a competitive ping pong player. Jacob and I play ping pong quite regularly. We, too, are competitive. But apparently, there's stories about him playing ping pong and that, um, you know, if he loses, he, he'll, he'll, he'll break rackets and there's and the, and the ping pong tables are being uh, – they're dented. So does he play like for fun or does he like play competitively and like I gotta is think he ranked? I, no, I don't think he's ranked. I think he just plays for fun. But like you and I, he takes it seriously. Uh, a couple more points about Mr. Tom. Uh, in 2005, Brady suffered from a sports hernia and played several games with inflated testicles, apparently. What? And, they quote, and this quote inflated goes on. Inflated testicles? Apparently, he likes his balls inflated as well as deflated. Oh, <laughs> bang uh, That is your Tom Brady update. Mr. Barron, congrats to your man. Uh, is he the GOAT? Well, he very well could be the GOAT as far as quarterbacks go. He is still cry Brady in my opinion, but you got to respect the guy. Wow. So those are some crazy facts, especially like the workout one. I know that he has his diet. He's a book out about it. But what happened to those bits? What did you say happened? How did he get that? You're going back to the inflated testicles? Yeah. Something to do with the sports journey that was, he suffered back in 2005. And that had... And then and the joke is that he had some inflammation down there as well. So he likes his balls yeah. inflated as yeah. well. As we can joke around about. But anyway, it was deflated. A, yes. It, it was an interesting Super Bowl. Um, we, of course, in Canada don't get the American commercials. I did watch some of them. There were some some good ones. Um, 
just just check out all and they're all excellent each year and they were about like i think to put a 30 second commercial is actually a little bit less this year last year it was 5.6 million for a 30 second this year was 5.5 million um and then the weekend performed at halftime i'm not a big fan of the weekend um but of okay. course a lot of good work uh done so let's take a look at some some golf we're gonna take a look at the last Four days. We're going to take a look at Saturday and Sunday from last weekend and Thursday and Friday of this week's tournament. Of course, last Thursday, the last Saturday, sorry, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Jordan Spieth having a Jordan-esque round. And I'm not talking about a Jordan-esque round from 2019, 2018. But the Jordan Spieth we saw in 2015, 2016, 2017. The guy was making putts on the, on the 16th hole, on the 17th hole, drained long putts. He was he he chipped in on on the tenth hole. It was incredible. He shot I think what did he shoot a sixty two or sixty one. I think sixty two, a ten under sixty two, and we thought everybody was thinking he's back. I was watching. I remember watching it last weekend. Everybody was like, he's back, he's back. And you know, it was one round, okay, you know, one round, one really good round. He's back. And then the next day, he was tied with Xander Shoffley, and they needed I think they needed what like 200 300 to win they were at minus i think 18 they needed a three a three under would have done it for both of them they both struggled they didn't win it was brooks kepka who two weeks ago we said who was going to win first tony finau or brooks kepka you said finas gaito kepka and i and kepka got it done yeah, unbelievably huh. and kepka incredible five strokes back of the lead going into that round he had an incredible chip in on the 17th hole, a, a short par four, drove it just short of the green, chipped in, and Brooks Kepka finally getting it done. Um, I think this is his eighth win. He's won four majors, four regular events, and he actually won the Waste Management Phoenix Open back in 2015. So Kepka getting it done, and that's exciting for Kepka fans. Meanwhile, I wanted to say this on the European Tour, Dustin Johnson, a winner again. I think Tony Fina, though, was within the top 15 at that event but justin johnson like honestly this guy is incredible um and then let's take a look at this week's tournament really quickly at the um at&t pebble beach pro-am it's not even a pro-am because there's no amateurs competing in it because of covid but um jordan's uh it was sorry patrick cantley who shot a 10 under at pebble beach and akshay batia who's an 18 year old who's been getting sponsored exemptions into pj tour events he was right up there with a six shooting a 64 and was like the the third player in the past 25 years at Pebble Beach to hit all 18 greens. And they, they're known for some small greens. But guess who's leading? Who was leading after the second round? It was Jordan Spieth again. So was, I think Jordan Spieth, he could be back. He could be back indeed. We'll see if he can win the last I'm time. I'm not saying he's back. The last time Jordan Spieth won a PGA Tour event was the 2017 Open Championship. But it's incredible. He had 10 wins in a 40-month span from 2015 to 2017. And uh, remember the win he had before? The last, the second last win he had was, remember when his caddy, Michael Greller, threw the rake? And they did that awesome chest bump. And right. that was at the Travelers. That was so long ago. Um, we also talked about Steve Stricker um, last week. Steve Stricker, an excellent tournament. He ended up finishing tied for fourth, winning just over $300,000 um, on the PJ Tour Champions. You can win that for first sometimes. So incredible Steve Stricker. He's going to be the captain of the Ryder Cup. And then Steve Stricker, right? Jordan Spieth, of course, the first six picks are automatic. You know, the six captain's picks. 
We'll discuss that more when the time yeah. comes. But wow, what Jordan Spieth might win this tournament. Well, it'd, it'd be incredible. We'll see how we'll see how he does. He's got um, uh, Daniel Berger right behind him, one stroke back. Uh, it's a tournament that only has, I think, two or three of the top twenty. Um, well, who is that, Jacobs? You got Spieth. No, not Spieth. Not top. You got Cantley and Berger are within the t- are within the top twenty. Sure. Um, but Jordan Spieth, we were just discussing it right there. on our year end show, like. How is Jordan Spieth going to do? But but uh, he was ranked like 90, 90th going into this tournament. Jordan Spieth now ranks 69th in the world. If he comes in first, he'll be well within the top 50. But uh, but uh, it's 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 people. It's exciting to see Jordan Spieth do well do well again. So some great well so some great golf today. We'll see what Spieth does. Um, yeah, see. So yeah, we, we, we'll comment more on it next week. But sure. uh, those have been. So, so, so it's interesting things I read about this week. Um, um, apparently, hockey is going to get involved with Amazon.com technology. You probably know more about this than me, Jacob, but I guess uh, they've already been involved in baseball and, and soccer to, to some degree. But it's it's, gonna, it's some kind of technology that I, I guess as a viewer, when you're watching TV, you're going to be able to see like the speed of a puck may appear on, on the viewer screen. Uh, there'll be analytics predicting who will win a face-off or the probability of a team scoring on a power play. Just some extra cool things as, cool. as a viewer. I think I, I think those would be some pretty cool things. Um, I know that you and I uh, follow hockey, but this might make us follow it even a little bit more. So that, that's kind of interesting. I mean, to see the uh, the speed of a puck or um, who's going to win a face-off. And I guess there's, I'm sure there's way more other things you could follow too. So I thought that was interesting. Um, the uh, Forbes came out with the team worth the most amount of money there are now three teams in professional sports they didn't mention anything about soccer interesting but there's now three teams that are worth over five billion dollars the number one team jacob probably the dallas cowboys they are number two. Oh darn it um the new york yankees they are number three. Oh come on uh <laughs> the new york knicks correct yes you got the Knicks followed by the Cowboys followed by the Yankees. Five billion dollar teams. Jacob, wouldn't some of the soccer teams be worth that? Or, or no? I don't know. I'll have to look into that. And then, as far as the NBA goes, you have Golden State surpassed the Lakers. They're number two, which is amazing considering that Golden's like the Lakers in their history. I know Lakers number Steph Curry three. It's all it's he's Steph worth Curry. a billion dollars to that franchise. Yeah. And number four, you got the Chicago Bulls followed by the. Boston Celtics. So Toronto Raptors, number 10, worth $2.15 billion. The last place, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the old Vancouver Grizzlies, they would have stayed in Canada. Maybe they would be worth more, but they are worth $1.3 billion. Is that so, in all sports or NBA? Those those are just NBA teams. I okay. just listed there. Just those are the top. So those are the top. But yeah, so good guessing there. Uh, wow, $5 billion. So, uh, But again, like it's amazing to see the Warriors over the Lakers. Like the Lakers... They just won last year. If they win again this year, it'd be interesting to see. But they've, you know, tied for the most wins in history. But Golden State is very interesting. Again, again, like Steph Curry. You know, if there's no Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors, they wouldn't be worth yeah. five billion. Like maybe they would, but I really I don't agree. think yeah, so. I agree. They're, they're winning history, and he's the lead of the pack. And uh, we'll talk about this in another, another show. But we'll just as you know, NBA MVP. Of course, you got LeBron. You got Denver, as Jake, you want to pronounce the name? Uh, Nikola Jokic. And then you've got Steph Curry. That, that uh, he's, you know, It's too early to predict, but Steph Curry has been just on fire tonight. We got Golden State playing the Brooklyn 
uh, Nets, which would be a great game. And, and Golden State, of course, like Steph Curry's just been so exciting again. He's made like I was watching the Warriors game um, recently. I forget who they were playing, but Steph Curry's had like 17 games where he scored 10, 10 plus three pointers. And like the next person's Clay Thompson with five. Like he is just in a league of his own, incredible shooting ability. And like he took 19 threes, 19 threes himself in a game and makes 10 of them. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 30 points right there. Yeah. Wiggins is helping too. Yeah, and Wiggins doing well for the All Star All Star voting as well. He's well up there. We'll, we'll have to talk about that more as that approaches. Um, you've got the Australian Open tennis. We've talked about that. They've actually kicked it off. Kicked off. They've kick started. They're already going to be finishing up the first week, and um, some good happenings this week. Uh, I can't. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you can you can Google uh, and or YouTube Rafa Nadal his match this past week where. There was a spectator who was standing up. She was she was obviously drunk, but she was flipping Rafa Nadal off. And you got to see it. Rafa's like me. You're pointing at me. You're, you're giving me the you're finger. You're pointing at Rafa? And so Rafa's just taking it on. He is actually laughing. I've never seen Rafa laugh. The guy's laughing. You got to see it. It goes on for several minutes until the security escort this woman away from the stadium. Uh, but uh, he was quoted after Rafa after the match saying, maybe too much gin or tequila. For me, it was funny. So you got to see that. Another funny moment uh, was Serena Williams, uh, who was laughing before this rally ended the other day. She was, I can't recall. She was, she was laughing it. during the rally. She was laughing. It went back and forth 20 times, and she was running this way and that way, and she ended up losing the point. But uh, she was actually laughing between the, before the point was over. So I thought that was also very funny. And uh, just yesterday, Russell Westbrook, uh, the, between the first quarter and the second quarter, Washington's Russell Westbrook, there was a um, difficulty with the uh, video replay monitor. So there was a timeout of, from playing basketball for nine minutes and where um, Derrick Rose was drinking water and another player, um, they showed was riding the bike uh, in the tunnel. Russ, Russ, Russell Westbrook was dancing just by himself. And he's got some good moves, Russell. And he was laughing. He was having the best time. So then he comes back on the court and he's all, oh, there goes the friendly guy. Well, yeah, and now he's doing his best he can on a very, on a very, uh, unfortunately, a lousy team. But uh, some funny moments: Ruffin Adele, Serena Williams, Russell Westbrook. Jeez, if we had to rate those as far as which is the okay, I got one more. Stefano Tsitsipas, after the first round, he beat Gail Simon three straight, straight sets. You got to see his interview. He's he comes off. I don't know if you saw this. He came off as really, really cocky. Like he was like, "Oh, this wasn't a hard match," and like. He kept like, they kept trying to ask him questions and like he just kept making it worse. You know what? When that happens, when you ask, I so you got to take take a look at this. Yeah. Stefanos Tsitsipas. He's the fifth ranked player in the tournament, and we're, here we are in the fourth round, and uh, it's getting it's getting really exciting. Um, I, I, let me briefly touch upon this. Novak Djokovic is supposed to be playing our one of the two Canadians left Who in the draw. Do I want to win that? Milos Raonic and Djokovic, but Djokovic might not even be playing because he's injured. Uh, another match. Felix Auger Aliasim versus, um, I don't know his first name, but Karatsev out of Russia. And here's a very interesting um, match that's coming up. Uh, Rublev of Russia, his seventh seed, is taking on the 24th ranked Kasper Rud. And what's interesting about that and Kasper Rud from Norway is that Kasper Rud came to Calgary to play in a challenger event. And I think I ball boyed part of his match. I remember seeing him. So it's amazing to see these guys rise. And like being there at a match and 24th in the world back then, he was like in the hundreds, maybe the early 
uh, early 90s or in the 90s, but it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Nadal still in it. And then in the women's singles, uh, I'll talk about this lady in Ashley Barty still in the tournament. Serena Williams, uh, Naomi Osaka, but Naomi, Serena Williams taking on Sabalenka from Belarus. Iga Sviatek. I want to talk about her, if that's okay. Take it on Simona Halep next. So that's right. So uh, is this a good time to talk about Iga? I was going to ask you to pronounce her last name for Iga me. Iga Sviatek. So she, of course, um, won the right. French Open. She didn't lose one set during the French Open. She is ranked 17th, I believe, in the world. She is the highest ranked teenager to, uh, to be in the women's singles. She's only 19 years of age. And she did not, as mentioned, she has not lost a set in the French Open, and she has not lost a set here at the Australian Open. I don't know when she has lost. Last. Uh, she lost did she? at this tournament. It's according to the Melbourne 2. She, she, she lost did. in the round of 16. Um, but that's the last tournament she's played. That's the last tournament she played. It's probably like a tune-up event. Okay. Okay, so that's that's the low one. But here she has, when it really gets down to counting, big time, she has not lost a set. And... Uh, today, as you mentioned, she's playing Simona Halep, who's ranked number two. Um, and the last time they actually faced off in the fourth round of the French Open. Interesting. Yeah. Were you going to say that? No. They faced off in the fourth round, and Sviatek beat her 6-1, 6-2. So. And that's when Halep was ranked number one. One number so one. Who, who do you think is going to win tonight? Just who do you got? Sviatek. Sviatek. So we will, uh, we will continue to watch And then she could be facing Serena. If Serena. Serena. If Serena beats Sabalenka. And uh, you just got, I love this tennis. Yeah. Now what about so unpredictable? What about Bianca Andrescu? Lost in the second set. She's the Canadian. She hasn't played in a long time. She's had lots of injuries. She's finally back. She came into the tournament, ranked number eight. See you later, Bianca. She's probably back in Canada as we speak. Probably in a hotel. Quarantining. So um we still have some Canadians playing in the mix. Sorry, in the, in the doubles women. We have two uh, two women, I believe. Um uh, Layla Fernandez is playing in the doubles, and another girl, another female. Dombrowski? I think Dombrowski she lost. Lives. I think there's somebody Fishman. Anyway, so yeah, um, that is. It's, it's, I'm really excited to see. Uh, I want to discuss a couple quick things, really quickly. We're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about, a little bit about uh, golf, and uh, some of Golf Digest had this really interesting article about like some of the weirdest, some of the weirdest golf. Rulings. Does golf rules get weird, especially with Patrick Reed a couple weeks ago? And, you know, his ball did it. You have to see this. So I'm not even going to get into the Patrick Reed thing, but we had five that I wanted to discuss. And we, we got them here. I ranked them. First of all, let's just talk about them really quickly. Dustin Johnson, 2010 PJ Championship. He put his club down in, a, in an unmarked sand area that cost him the 2010 PJ Championship. Tiger Woods, 2013 Masters. He didn't take a proper drop. I think after the ball went into that into the hazard, um, he got it. He got a two-stroke penalty, and there was a ton of controversy over that. 2017 A Inspiration. Lexi Thompson doesn't mark her ball properly. Two-stroke penalty for that, and two-stroke penalty additionally for not signing her scorecard correctly. Phil Mickelson of the 2018 U.S. Open. Ball. He's struggling. It's very. I think it was at Shinnecock Hills. Very hard. Ball's rolling down the hill. And Phil Mickelson, when the ball's rolling, takes a little swing at it. And then in, finally, in 2020, U.S. amateur, Segundo Oliva Pinto, his caddy, swipes the sand to see what he would be dealing with. That led to a lost hole, and he would lose the match. So I want to know your ranking of these, and then I'll give you okay. my more opinion. So ranking from what to what? Like the most – I can go first. 
kind of the well, most I can, I can go. the most kind of less just like less got, intriguing to most intriguing. Okay, okay. So less to great. Okay. Um again, the, I would say the Tiger uh, uh Tiger Woods drop your number 2 is the least. Okay. I kind of it's interesting. I, I it's not that big of a deal, but apparently if a lot of people were saying if that wasn't Tiger Woods, he would have like been disqualified. And the Masters has a lot of integrity. A lot of the people running a tournament have a lot of integrity. So I'm not sure about that. If 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 like if he would have been disqualified, he would have been. But I remember kind of reading about that and hearing that and being like, he ended up finishing fourth in the tournament. But I remember I have that kind of at number three. What about uh, number four? Um, Lexi Thompson improper ball play. I didn't see it. She found out later. Didn't she end up losing in a in a in a playoff? She still made the playoff, but it probably wasn't that was that it was improper ball. So what happened was was somebody phoned in to say that she didn't put her ball back after marking on the green. If you've ever played golf, it's pretty, you know, it's a game of millimeters. How much does that have of the effect on a tournament? Absolutely nothing. Okay. She would have made the putt. It was like for a two-footer. It ended up costing her the tournament. She had like a four-stroke lead and ended up losing in a playoff. So that one is the most ridiculous. That one I had at number one, honestly. I remember we were in like Palm Springs when that happened and hearing about that. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where do you have Dustin Johnson? Dustin uh, Johnson, 2010 PJ Championship. I remember I was kind of just starting to follow golf. Three. That one was I had at number four. Um, it was a local rule. It had take, took place at Whistling Straits, I think. And I think that's where the, um, where the Ryder Cup is going to be this year. The local rules, you couldn't put your club down in a sand dune. It wasn't a bunker. It was a sand dune. Dustin Johnson put it down. Does it make a big difference? I guess it's the rules. There was some notification apparently in the locker room. In the locker Like, honestly, Dustin Johnson, he could be at six majors by now. Unfortunately, he could not get the PJ Championship. That is one of two majors he needs to win now. It's PJ Championship, Open Championship. Number two, I had Phil Mickelson hitting the ball while still rolling. I mean, that's that more was hilarious. Of a comedy shows what that was. That tournament, the greens were so fast, the ball was rolling like, like, like nobody could putt. And then Mickelson was so far out of it, he made the weekend. And the boys like, I don't want to. He's like, I want to putt the ball again all the way down the hill. He moved it. And then I remember there was, oh my gosh, so much controversy, especially at this major championship. And what about number one? Uh, my number one, and you, you can explain the story a little bit more, but was that you just pronounce his name, but it's uh, Segundo Oliva Pinto. That, I mean, that's a story. You, uh, you can explain it more, but he didn't even know about it. He wasn't even involved. It was this caddy that went into the bunker to check out what was the texture of the sand. Yeah. He wanted to see his lie. He ended up losing to the winner, Tyler Strafacci. I think this was a round of 16 match, but uh, I had that number two. Interesting. Number That was number two. So I had Nicholson. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Pinto, and Thompson. Again, like the criteria, it's so hard to rank those. You're but Thompson I was just number one? so mad at like what happened with Lexi Thompson. Absolutely ridiculous. They didn't even, they found out because, you know, a lot of the times on the PGA Tour and in golf tournaments, they find out because, of course, the TV, the like the, the way they, they look in. Like John Rahm last year, before we move on, I know this is this, I could talk about this for a long time. But John Rahm last, last year at the, or I think last year at the Memorial, he like, barely move the ball okay like a blade of grass and you could only see that because he was in the feature group if he would have been teeing off at 7 a.m he they nobody would have known he had an excellent shot he had two-stroke penalty he ended up winning the tournament but some of this stuff is absolutely so meticulous it's beyond ridiculous and it's not good for the game um yeah okay, i'll just read this one quickly this is from again this is from golf digest cyril walker 1929 la open walker who won the 24 us 
I'm just reading it. I quote it from the Golf Digest. Apparently, he was a notoriously a slow player, and he was disqualified in the ninth hole uh, for because he was so slow. But I guess the guy was pretty darn stubborn, so he continued to play. And it was, uh, I guess, so bad that the officials had to get policemen to remove Walker from the course, uh, and he was actually threatened jail time. Uh, the funny thing is, hey, um, uh, even to this day, uh, play is, uh, is, is slow. And uh, perhaps they were on to something way back in 1929. So you could just see this guy saying, oh, don't take me to jail. I'm sorry I'm slow. Uh, but that's uh, so that's, there's been lots of things over the years. Uh, this is some interesting, uh, interesting topic for sure. Is a viewer still allowed to call in? Do they change that? They change that. After so, that happened, the viewers cannot call in. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't think that's think the viewers should? should not be allowed to call in. No. It's 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 they could have rules officials with every group like that would be a lot better. And I think they're starting to do that. That's what they maybe need to do. Um, but honestly, some of these rules are just – it's a its a sport unlike any other where it's so governed. Um, we're coming up to the end of the show. Guess whose birthday it is this week? It is. I have no idea whose birthday. On February 17th, Michael Jordan and Jim Brown. Oh. Guess how old they're turning? Uh, that's a good question. Michael Jordan, was he about 60? I don't even know. What he's 63 and Brown, 78, Jim Brown is turning 85, correct? Michael Jordan is turning 58. Not bad. So you got Jim Brown, nailed it. 85, 85. So we got tennis to talk about next week. We got the NBA um, All-Star Game we'll be talking about. You're gonna, they're going to have the dunk contest during halftime of the game. They're going to do it all in one day. We're going to be talking about... Um, Major League Baseball, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to allow 15% of their fans to show up to their preseason games, apparently. Read that today. I saw that yesterday. That's pretty exciting. Go Jays. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of good stuff in the Australian Open. It'll, it'll, we'll have more results from that this week. Jordan Spieth, can he finally win? What's going to happen in the NBA? It's exciting. Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, all winning yesterday. Have a good day. See you later.